1: Greetings, PTB Wrestling Network Loyalists. Welcome back to your home for everything, modern day wrestling. It is Place to Be Nations main event. I am your tri-host, Scott Criscolo. Uh, we are a week and a half removed from the big weekend in the Lone Star State of Big D. And we got a lot to talk about tonight. And what we're talking about tonight is everything other than the big shows. Although I would like to ask these gentlemen about. The big show is, of course, the two-day monstrosity in Jerry's house and actually stand and deliver because that show actually delivered better than I thought it might. Uh, But we are here tonight as well, uh, episode 193, uh, to uh, talk about some of the other shows that went on uh, WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. Not just the big one Saturday night and Sunday night and Saturday afternoon uh, at the American Airlines Center, but all the other uh, great shows. But before we do that, let me bring the guys in. Uh, This gentleman uh, is, of course, the purveyor of the Kings of Sport Patreon. And uh, definitely, I mean, maybe he was a tight end, but I'm thinking some hulking Haas wore 93 for his high school team and probably led the state of Virginia in sacks. And ladies, the godfather, Nate Milton.
2: What's going on, brother? Yes, we we have finally made it to the Metal World Peace. King yes. Era episode. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's taken us a long while to get here but I'm I'm glad we're finally here Scotty. In terms yeah. of who wore that number on my beloved Minchville Monarchs, I want to say that was most likely uh, an interior lineman. Probably played yeah. both ways, uh but not like not good enough to get one of the 70s or 60s numbers cuz those were the good lineman red. Right right like uh, in, in like in in college in the n f l you had some great linemen that wore numbers in the nineties, but in high school it wasn't it wasn't quite the thing, so uh I can't even quite remember who wore ninety three for the, the beloved mitchfield monarchs, but I'm sure they're doing well in life right now, wherever they are
1: I believe they are as well, I believe they are as well uh so uh yeah and we have got a lot to talk about, uh, Brother Nate, and uh, we have a third member of the team tonight. However, it is not uh, the gentleman you may think. Uh, the conscience of Place to Be Nation, Steve Willie, had some family stuff tonight. Uh, I was hoping he was going to join us tonight because I was right, we were right in his wheelhouse tonight. But uh, we'll get some comments from him uh, in two weeks uh, on what he thought of some of the. Because I know he's still trying to catch up on the 867 shows that took place between 9 a.m., Thursday, March 31st, and uh, you know, midnight on Sunday, April 3rd. Uh, one guy who did go to literally everything. And I mean everything. mm, Close to everything. But I could see this guy getting away with actually going to everything. Uh, he is an OG, and uh he has been on this network many times. Uh he has been on this show, of course. Been a while, but it is an honor and a privilege to have him back, and I have to say. Uh, I finally was able to meet this gentleman face to face and him and I not only uh, met, but we sat down at a table, broke bread, or I guess broke tortillas and, uh, shared a luscious plate of delicious steak fajitas, uh, with our good friend Benzani. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the main event, the sheriff,
0: Pete Schirmacher. How's it going, guys? How's it going? What's up, Pete? Yeah, man, it was a great time in, in Dallas, uh, uh, and it was great to finally actually finally meet you for the first time, Scott. Uh, yes, it was awesome. That was, that was a pleasure, and uh, yeah, we got to got to scoop you up at the airport right off the bat, and uh, and you know went to went to town immediately, and had a had a pretty damn fun week.
1: Yes, we absolutely did. Oh, it was great to see you. Uh, one thing I didn't get to do with you, uh, and maybe we'll do it in Nashville uh, if you're around. Uh, I did not get to share a fine cigar with you, sir. Mm. I I most certainly imbibe on fine tobacco. Uh, so you and I—that's next. We shared the steak fajitas. Uh, next time <laughs> you and I will share. Uh, we'll share a fine. Uh, Partagas or Romeo and Juliet. Um, I, took,
0: I packed a few. You know, I had one in the morning, uh, and then I had one when I, when I ran into when I we went to the uh, karaoke bar. And yes. At that point, I only had one left, so I couldn't. Yeah. One. Nah,
1: no problem all good brother hanging out at the uh harwood tavern i got to meet a few people that i hadn't seen in person in a while well benzani i had seen uh i saw him three years ago when i forgot four hours of my life via his uh delicious jar elixir <laughs> uh the uh got to meet marty sleaze the great uh marty uh sleaze i met him on uh on saturday you guys, you guys went to a few shows which we'll talk about this evening yep um And, uh, yep, I got to meet Logan Croslin. I met my little delicious mud pie for the first time, uh, in person. And so it was great. It was a wonderful weekend. I, I, uh, treasure it immensely. And, uh, we are going to talk about the fun stuff. But, Pete, I know, uh, I know you don't want to, you don't like talking big, big time, but we do need to talk about, because I haven't had a chance to talk to my brother Nate about the big weekend. So if you can indulge me. All right, let me ask you, Pete did you see any of either NXT stand and deliver or either night of WrestleMania? Did you watch any of it?
0: No, I have not. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to watch a couple of things. I just haven't. I want to watch the Cody debut. Of course, I want to see the Steve Austin uh, stuff. And I want to see the ladder match on NXT Stand and Deliver. So uh, there's some stuff I I need to look at. Uh, I just haven't had time to get around to it yet. Okay.
1: Brother Nate, I know you you certainly watch Mania. Did you get a chance to catch uh, Stand and Deliver? I didn't,
2: you know, I made a business decision, uh, literally, uh, I had to be at work. So, oh, okay. no, I, I did not see stand and deliver.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I won't go too crazy with it. Let me find it on, uh, uh, NXT. Let me find it on, um, uh, there it is. Find it on cage match here. All right. So uh a lot of people gave it a little under a seven. Uh, of course, Cameron Grimes won the North American title. The ladder match was pretty great. uh, Tony D'Angelo did defeat uh, Tommaso Ciampa out the door. And then, of course, uh, my beloved uh, came through and gave big triple. Triple H came out and gave little Triple H because it's like mini me because Ciampa pretty much looks (laughs) like Triple H. It's like mini me Uh, because, you know, Ciampa's his boy. I think we've all pretty. I think everybody knows that Ciampa's his boy. So so Ciampa put over Tony D'Angelo out the door. Uh, then we had the Triple problematic... H
2: whispered in Champa's ear. This is the best it's gonna get, as we would see on Raw a few nights later. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Where he's trying to put over a uh, bad twin storyline. But uh, <laughs> but then, of course, was the uh, problematic NXT tag title triple threat match where MSK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said, you know, it's funny. We said it too, Nate. You, me, and Steve, when we did the preview. There was no way MSK was was winning the titles. And they probably shouldn't have. Because, of course, we all know what happened with Nash Carter. But uh, MSK did win the tag titles. Um, and then they did a gauntlet. And now the Creed Brothers are the, uh, right? I think The Creed Brothers are the tag team uh, champions. So, um, now, they did it on Tuesday on NXT. So, uh, Imperium, of course, went out the door. They're uh, on mm-hmm. the main. In what actually wasn't a terrible match, Mandy Rose... Retained the women's title over Cora Jade Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. Gunther defeated L.A. Knight, which. Eh. Gunther actually lost some of his Walter weight, um, and he's not as like imposing. You know what I mean? Like he's he's trimmed down, so so like the chops don't have that Walter chop. Now they have the trimmed Gunther chop, and it's just not the same. Not the Except same. Like he doesn't have
0: much gravitas to himself anymore.
1: Right, and and, uh, and, then, and now he has, like, big hair because his head got smaller. Now his hair is, like, very poofy now, but anyway. Uh, and then in the main event, of course, what many considered a huge upset, Dolph Ziggler uh, actually defeated Braun Breaker to retain the NXT championship. Of course, two nights later on Raw, uh, Braun Breaker actually beat him and won the title back, uh, won the title anyway. So, so there was your NXT. Uh, we won't go through the whole WrestleMania card. I'm not going to go through all the matches. But, uh, Nate, uh, I'm assuming you did watch both nights of Mania, correct? Yeah. Okay, Uh, so give me three things that uh, I'm kind of stealing your chain reaction uh, uh, gimmick because it's so awesome. But uh, give me like three things that stood out for you through both nights of the show. Thing number one is I feel like they're like they're they're probably never
2: going back to one night just because of the money. You follow the money. Yeah. But I do feel like there was an all time show in those two nights if you combine the best of it. Um, I thought night one was stronger by far. Mm -hmm. Um, I think night two could have benefited from that Charlotte Ronda match because I feel like that match was solid, but it got lost in the shuffle of everything else on night one. Yep. Uh, I agree. that. Actually, I feel like night two needed like night two had some good comedy stuff, but I feel like they also needed like one more kind of solid star match. And then Ronda and Charlotte could have did that. So I, I, that's my first thought Mm -hmm. is that, uh, Within those two nights, there was a great like top five WrestleMania one night show. Okay, uh, but we didn't get that because you know we capitalism, Scotty Vince. That's right, Vince Vince has kids he has to pay for exactly uh, exactly. And so my second thing is Cody Rhodes is a star. Like yep. we knew uh, the when we talked about it on the preview that you know it was going to be a big deal. We didn't know whether they were going to just do the reveal and the match or the reveal and then hold off for the match or debut him on the mania after uh, the raw after mania. But we knew Cody was going to be a big deal when he arrived. Like they gave him the full presentation. Uh, I think that might've been the most surprising thing about it, Scott is Mm. that for once Vince didn't get in the way and change things. Right. They basically transplanted AEW Cody Devante Rhodes and put him in the WWE complete with the elevator entrance that looked, Amazing on Mania and not so great the next night. But that's, again, neither here nor there. So Cody's my second point. Uh, My third point would be um, just the amount of talent on the card. The only thing holding the talent back is the creative because, you know, Bianca had a great night, and hopefully they maintain that. But then again, that's what we said after WrestleMania, and it felt like they kind of stumbled – after the Sasha match last year with Bianca, Uh, I think you've got some fantastic tag teams and they just got to put the story behind them. Uh, The bloodline, like the bloodline is still one of the most interesting parts of either show. And where do we go now? Like, I think all roads lead, no pun intended, to Cody versus Roman. Most likely at SummerSlam, if not later, but I'm hoping the creative gets a little bit better and. Unfortunately with the benefit of hindsight after I reviewed Raw this past week for post wrestling there's some good stuff Scotty but a lot of fluff a lot of filler yep. and hopefully you know as we go to WrestleMania backlash and then start this road to SummerSlam they can kind of trim some of the fat but overall I thought WrestleMania was good, a good show for both nights and it exceeded my expectations uh, the Stone Coat stuff, as Pete mentioned, was great. Uh, the vent Cell of the Stunner was even better. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> uh, he was
1: just—he was just like a giant pile pile of cottage cheese. That's yes.
2: Cool. Gotta... The best part about that was if you were watching at home, Michael Cole doing his best. This is why Michael Cole has a job, ladies and gentlemen, saying that Vince studied Austin after all those years of stunners and he was trying to escape it by by <laughs> redistributing his body weight. And I was like, you know what, Michael Cole, for all the crap people give you, that is an excellent job of trying to cover up for your boss. But uh, uh, it, it was a fun two nights, man. Like I know it's like some people were hit or miss on the Johnny Knoxville stuff or the Pat. McAfee stuff, uh, but it was a good show at home. And I think probably for the uh, the away team, it was probably even better. Uh, even some of those slow matches probably came across better. Like AJ and the Edge, I thought was a step below their standards, but that match probably came across better live.
1: It did. It did. And they didn't go too long. I think they went, I mean, of course it was the longest match, but it wasn't like obnoxiously long. I think it was like mm-hmm. 24 and a half, which isn't terrible. I mean, we were, we were all goofing two weeks ago that it was going to be like, you know, 50 or something. And, um, I, you know, it probably wasn't still the longest match of the weekend. I think I will have to double check some of these times, but. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys both this question because it's it's coming from two different wrestling pers- uh, fan perspectives. I'll ask you first, Nate. After the weekend ended. Even though there's still a long road ahead for him in his career at this moment. Where do you put Roman Reigns? in the pantheon of this company? All time.
2: I think there there's levels to it, Scotty. Like there's, there's that rock Austin, Terry. If you want to put Terry in there, I'm not putting him in there, but he probably belongs there. Uh, Like there's, there's that level Scott. Uh, And then you've got like that. I think scene is in that top level too. And then you've got a level just underneath that where you've got guys like I would put Taker in that next level. I would put your boy Triple H in that next level. Foley in that next mm-hmm. level. So I, I think Roman's probably on that next level uh, underneath like the 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 cream, the the absolute cream of the crop. Like he's he's going to go down as a, he's already a Hall of Famer. But I don't think he's going to be able to crack into to like the the elite of the elite of the hall of fame just because it's a different time now than it was right. in the attitude era or in Terry's era back in the eighties.
1: Yep. Okay. Pete, for somebody who doesn't watch regularly as an outside observer, where are you put Roman Reigns right now?
0: I think it's still a little early to judge. I think we need to get his a true baby face run from him. I know he was a babyface before he, but it didn't click. And no. now he got his heel run. It's clicking. Crowd's now getting behind him, like he's sort of like a face. I want to wait until he actually gets that face run, where he is the face of
2: the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you can okay. tell it's coming because, like, even like the acknowledge me, like that started out as a heel line, Scotty, but now, like, even in a uh, in Dallas, like it got a babyface reaction.
1: Yeah, it did. It definitely did. No, yeah, I mean, we, I mean
0: we... look at uh, look at all their successful babyfaces in the last twenty years. I mean, you have. Cena was a heel first, and eventually uh, like he became a babyface. He had mm-hmm. – um, uh, I mean, even like uh, – uh, where the hell am I was even going with this? Uh, all the guys usually had – I think that's rock. part
2: of the problem right there, Pete. Like, <laughs> yeah. they've had they've – <laughs> like like not to cut you off, Pete, but, like, that's the issue right there. Like, they've had some great heels that we can just rattle off off the top right. of our heads the last 10, 15 years. Outside of Cena – like, who's been their babyface, like, you know, other than bringing back a Stone Cold or bringing back a Rock or a Brock? Like, they haven't really created a new superstar yeah. babyface in years. They I, like, I think they had a chance with somebody like Big E, but I, I think they wasted that chance.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's gone now. But even, even like, you know, you name, like, The Rock and Stone Cold, they were heels first. It seems like the mm-hmm. company doesn't know how to produce a, a babyface unless they make them a heel first. And then the mm-hmm. crowd turns turns them babyface, so... uh, I don't know. I think they're, uh, well, I'm curious on how the the long run is going to go with Cody.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Cody, Cody is a star. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to Vince's credit and to the company's credit, they made him a, a, a mega stud. And had it not been for stone cold in the building, Cody's pop probably was the hottest of both nights, but mm-hmm. stone colds pop will be hot forever. So, um, Cody had arguably the match of both nights. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, that match might have. No, I don't think it's I don't think it passed AJ Edge in terms of length. I think that one was a scoosh. I think maybe that was like twenty one and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I, I think Edge and AJ was like twenty four and a half. Um, this this graduating of Edge to like Taker's uh, like corporate ministry thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's almost like like Taker passed the torch. And Edge is now the, uh, you know, the sinister elder statesman of evil kind of thing. <laughs> I could, I could kind of, I could jump on that. That's an interesting, you know, that's an well, interesting. He had his
0: roots, you know, when he first came in as Gangrel, and you know, with the blood and all that stuff. Root, so. yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. So I think it works fine. I'm kind of looking forward. I think eventually Edge will be champion and have a nice heel run with it. I could easily see uh, an Edge Cody match down the line. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Kind of the same situation with Booker T, Triple H, and O three. I feel like Cody Roman is 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 set for is set for a, like a major show. Unfortunately, like in O three with Goldberg. I hate to say it, uh, brother Nate, but your boy waiting in the wings, uh, cuz big cuz um, <laughs> waiting in the wings might be precluding uh, a, a Cody Roman thing, but mm. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to uh kind of assess that as we progress through 2022 and see what uh you know what what transpires but um I, I thought the show was awesome from a from a live perspective me of course being a cowboy fan uh being in the building was awesome um you know i, I just it was just amazing it was just amazing i was i was very uh very excited <coughs> of course, I have to uh definitely mention the moment that really did it for me. And that was, of course, the beginning of night two when Motorhead cranked. And I said this on the Saturday special this past weekend. um, uh, Of course, Triple H came out, wanted to say welcome to WrestleMania. And then he left his boots in the ring. And uh, uh, I had to get up and walk away. (laughs) I had to to go into the I had to walk into the concourse and take a take a minute. Not going to lie that uh that that because i didn't know oh, was-
2: so so you missed it, okay, so I, that that explains it then, Scotty, because yes, yeah. obviously you you were feeling some emotions at that moment, and you took a step away, so you missed when Cody came into the ring and smashed hunter's boots with a sled Because
1: <laughs> 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 that that's all everybody was talking about after the show <laughs> uh, you know would been great there needs to be if somebody needs to post like a WWE needs to post like an Instagram picture of the two of them sitting in opposite thrones. I think that would be yes. so great. Holding each other's sledges. I think that would be so awesome. All right. So there we go. There's the the main stuff, the the NXT. But now the reason we have Pete here is not to talk about WWE, jeez, what a waste. A waste of great talent there. Let's uh let's dive into now 2 weeks ago of course on our WrestleMania preview uh Nate you uh Steve and I uh went over a ton of the shows uh that uh that went on all over the uh, northeast texas or whatever from uh Thursday morning till Sunday night Nate uh Steve uh Pete went to about 77 of them uh, <laughs> it felt like but um so let's go through some of the big ones we're not going to go through all of them uh let's see so uh I have cage match here because I think it's the easiest one to look at. So, um, what shows did you go to? Instead of me reading all these off, Steve, uh, Nate, uh, Pete, pick a show that you went to on Thursday. That okay. I could. That's here. What? Anything good? What yeah, you get? Yeah,
0: we dropped. We dropped you off. Uh yep. And then we immediately uh, headed over to Bloodsport.
1: Let's mm. uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Eight. All right. Let's take a look here. That was uh, was on. Fight TV, Uh, Bloodsport Grades have it seven and a quarter Some ranked it as low As a four, but a couple people had it At nine Uh, Here's the card Uh, Masha Slamovich, who wrestled like 58 times this weekend uh, Beat Janai Kai, Ninja Mac Beat Yoya, Royce Isaacs NWA alum, beat Bad Dude Tito Uh, Alex Coughlin Defeated Slade by referee's decision uh, all right, I'm asking you about this match, uh, Pete, because you, you and Ben and uh, Marty were a little skeptical here. John Hennigan, of course, John Morrison defeated Simon Gotch in six minutes. How'd that turn out? Uh, not good. Um, <laughs> 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 all right,
0: let's move on. <laughs> Marty was Marty was like, I think Morrison's going to pull a good one out, and I, I, I can tell you from what I saw this week, Morrison uh, thought he can get by on his charisma, and he couldn't. Um, his matches were not very good that I saw. The ones uh, I've seen so far this week. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, that's rough. Uh, yeah, Simon Gotch, of course, a former Vaude villain. Uh, so that match was six minutes. Uh, Marina Shafir defeated Zita Zhang. Uh, one of my Two of my favorite guys wrestled each other. Uh, JR Kratos defeated Timothy Thatcher by KO in 926. That was that match. Very good. I like
0: that a lot. I think I had it when of my one of my top three matches of the night.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I like Kratos. He was obviously an NWA guy, but he's. I think he went back. To, I think he's full time at the dojo now. Uh Yu defeated Mike Bailey. Speedball. We'll talk more about Speedball later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely talk more about Speedball later. How was he in this match, Pete? I thought this was the second best match of the night.
0: Uh, I thought it was excellent. I mean, it was very well. I mean, these guys are both very good. Uh, told a great story. A lot of hard hitting stuff. A lot of interesting
1: submission work. Really good stuff. Uh, did you know anything about Mike Bailey, uh, Nate, before the weekend? I know we we threw his name around, but mm-hmm. did you know anything about him?
2: Yeah, like I've heard the name for a few years and, and seen a match here or there on the net, but. Uh, like I'd never really done a deep dive into this dude's career, but coming out of the weekend, like he was certainly one of in terms of the uh surrounding shows uh that week, mm-hmm. like he was certainly a name that was on a lot of people's lips.
1: Yes, big time. And the match I saw with him, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, uh was was uh, I, I, was amazing. Uh so Josh Barnett defeated Jonah. Uh then uh John Dean Ambroxley defeated Biff Busick. By KO, four and a half stars, Mr. Meltzer gave there, Pete. And I would, I had in like four, I live I thought it was a five-star match,
0: honestly. Uh, it was incredible. When I watched it back on tape, I probably had like four and three-fourths, four and a half. It was a total bloodbath, nasty strikes, everything you'd want. It was just, it's, uh, the place was going nuts on this match. It sucked everyone in. I I really didn't think anybody was going to be able to top it this weekend, and uh mm-hmm. That someone did, in my opinion, but I still thought this was the second best match I saw
1: all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not the last time Mister Ambroxley would uh, wrestle this weekend, and then the main event or the last match: Dirty Dickinson, one of my guy, one of the few guys from that UWN debacle that I actually like, uh, defeated Minoru Suzuki, who I love every day, by referee's decision. How was that match? Mm-hmm.
0: Disappointing because you're following a bloodbath. And the Fed was like, there's no way they could follow, and they couldn't. Uh, they, I mean, they tried, they it worked, and it was good, but it just felt flat. And then Dickinson going over kind of not what the folks wanted to see, mm-hmm. so that right. made it flat. Um, so, yeah, it, it just it just was in a bad position. It would have worked. I'm sure the match would have worked better if it didn't follow. I mean, legitimately, I mean, Moxley and. It was a bloodbath. I mean, it was; these guys were covered in blood. Um, awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, and so uh, there's no way they were going to follow it. So they were in this a shitty position.
1: Mm. Uh So, so overall, overall, real quick, real quick, oh, Scotty. Speaking of uh,
2: Suzuki, just had a hell of a match with Samoa Joe on Dynamite. For anybody that wants to
1: go back and look at that in the future. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Um. I'm glad Joe is in that group. I kind of wish he'd be on uh, ROH more and less on, mm-hmm. on Dynamite because we already don't need another six well, people on that well, roster.
2: Well, you you might just get your wish, Scotty, because, spoiler, if you don't want to hear what happened, turn off your – turn. Uh, f- fast forward the podcast 20, 30 seconds. Okay. Samoa Joe mm-hmm. defeats Suzuki and is your new ROH television champion. Ah, okay, there you go So he might be a part of Whatever ROH 2.0 With the flashy colors is going to be
1: That's right uh, By the way, speaking of flashy colors Everyone was uh, was hoping that Because Mandy Rose's women's belt Has the flashy colors They were hoping Braun Breaker's world title had that Didn't have it <laughs> It does, come on You think Vince was not going to do that um, It's called right. branding <laughs> Branding, brother Um Terry's all about branding too. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, I want to uh, talk uh, about. It, though, I thought Bloodsport
0: was the best show I saw all weekend.
1: Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, all well, right. Well, well, thanks a lot,
2: Pete. Now it's all downhill, brother.
1: Yeah, yeah now we're. Oh, now we're... Uh, damn it. My flight didn't get there quick enough. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. So another show that I know you were at, uh, Pete, Triple A Invades WrestleCon, also at the Fairmont.
0: I missed uh, the first two matches because I was running from Bloodsport over to, to there. Okay. So. Well,
1: well, it looks like one of them was a midget match, probably. So
0: yeah, and I when I watched it back on on tape, and that was a fun microman. The midget Microman is super over, super over. It was ridiculous how over that guy. was. So. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, his team won. So yes. Uh the Natural Classics also defeated Christy Janes and Ryan Kidd. So, uh my beloved World Tag Team NWA World Tag Team Champions, who happened to stay uh, in my hotel. Uh, La Rebellion, Bestia 666, and Mecca Wolf uh, defeated Aerostar and Drago, or Drago. Um, what do you think of La Rebellion, Pete, as a team?
0: From what I've seen, I like him I love the entrance. Uh, I was telling you, I was talking to Mecca and, uh, and Bestia, and... Uh, about- uh, that was like Mecca's idea. Was the, all the all the you know all the big grandeur, and I honestly thought they had the best on all the shows. I thought that was the best entrance I saw all week. Uh, maybe Aerostars is blowing the fire, but uh, I thought that was the one I saw on the indie level <clears throat> was the best entrance, and I thought they were a really good team. They can they were working more lucha style on the matches I saw, and they were super fun. Uh, all Mecca's stuff looks really uh, like it can hurt you on his topes. And he's a real physical-looking wrestler. And Bestia actually does does a lot of good work underneath selling. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they have their roles really done, done well. And I, mean, I tweeted this out. I thought Damien uh, was the best manager I saw. I, again, again, I didn't see many managers. But I thought Damien666 uh, was the best manager I saw all weekend.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I actually, I know you talked to them and, and we kind of semi approached them at the hotel. I think we will have, uh, I think you'll see them as guests on a future episode of the NWA Saturday special, uh, La rebellion. Mecca Wolf speaks, speaks perfect English. Best just six, six, six kind of does, I guess. Pete, right?
0: He was kayfabing me, but then he was speaking perfectly English to me later on. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So. yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get more on that. Uh, so hopefully they'll join us uh, down the line on um, on the Saturday special. Uh, a little six man tag action: Aramis, Mister Iguana, and Octagon Junior defeat Abismo Negro Junior, Ares, and Fabi Apache.
0: That was my favorite match of the of the show. Uh, I, I thought yeah. it was like a four star lucha six man tag. Uh, Mister Iguana is to me is like the best comedy worker in in the world right now. Uh, and he, plus he has a gimmick with, he has this uh, little iguana stuffed animal where huh. he'll go and he does spots with it constantly. He'll throw it to the crowd. The crowd throws it back. So it's like this interactive, active thing. It's really, it's, you gotta see it to believe it. I, I, like, he does, he can do so much. He can do comedy. He can do high spots. He can sell. Um, so he, he's a guy you can put out in a lot of different spots on the card. Uh, kind of, kind of, you know, it's like, uh, Aka to like a Terry Taylor in the eighty in the mid eighties type of thing, except you know it's different now, uh, right. generationally. But he's that type of guy who you can just move up and down the card, and you know you can even sneak him in uh, uh, as a top guy, uh, just because uh, people love his act so much, type of thing.
1: Right. Uh, another six man tag. This was a no DQ. Uh, Drago, Kid, Jack Cartwheel, and Pagano defeated Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Sam Adonis, who I think was also in our hotel. Uh, Laredo Kid retained the World Cruiserweight title Beating Bandito and Flamita And then Psycho Clown beat uh, Black Taurus So top to bottom, quality show?
0: Yeah, and then we got the big Jeff Jarrett uh, running And beating up Psycho Clown with Big Angle uh, Became uh, the boss of La Impresa uh, he, uh, They laid out Psycho Clown, put, buried him under the flag they grabbed old Vlad's uh, cane out of the out of the crowd and beat up the beat up uh, psycho clown with it. Uh, you know they'd unmasked them. So yeah, it was a real super heated angle with uh, with Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett uh, doing really good mic work and uh, uh, top to bottom. Yeah, again, I I thought it was a top five show of the week that I saw. Um, it was we uh, had a lot of. I mean, everyone sometimes lucha gets. Uh, put in a box, like oh, it's it's right. all the same stuff, but it's really not. I mean, we got a comedy match, we got uh, we got a big high flying match, we got a good brawl with Psycho and Tarus. Um, yeah, even the the mini match underneath, I watched it on tape. There was it was a lumberjack match, so they had straps and stuff. So it just made there was a lot of different different stuff on there, and, uh, and of course there was the the high flying, which was just funny because you know in Texas you had a bunch of these lucha six man tags or. Or uh, or scrambles on all these shows, and they were tearing up on all these shows That I was seeing, and uh, uh, and so yeah, so it's almost become uh, uh, in te- Texas this year. It was definitely a step, uh, on almost on every show. Almost there was a big elimination match or a, a scramble or or a six man tag or something, which which was just cool.
1: Hmm. Um, oh, it's Tarus. Oh, it's not like. Like black Taurus, like a four Taurus? Okay. Yeah. Black Taurus. I, I
0: try to, you know. God, I I try, I black Taurus to drive out of the lot. I try, to, I try to be, you know, I try to be with the, with, I try to be of the
1: culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's not a black four Taurus. Um, all right. So uh, before I get to the show I was at, Pete, was there any others on that Thursday that's, that stood out? Um, uh, We went to the Janela show. Oh, um, well, we were there. Yep. We'll talk, we're going to talk about the Janela show. Yep. Okay, yeah, that was that
0: night, same night. Uh, So, yeah, I I think
1: that was my last show until the Janela show. Okay, well, let's talk about that because I was there. Uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 6 at uh, Fair Park. I did take a picture of the Cotton Bowl, which is kind of badass. The Briscoes uh, won the GCW Tag Titles, defeating Nick Gage and Slade uh, and the second uh, gear crew. That match was pretty awesome. Uh, Blake Christian beat Ar Fox. Mickey James beat Ali Catch with Effie in a seven way scramble. Uh, Nick Wayne defeated Alec and a- Alec Price. Gringo Loco, Jack Cartwheel, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, and Ninja Mac. Uh, Janella defeated uh, uh, X Pac uh, in almost twenty minutes. I didn't think that was going to happen. It felt thirty. Uh, I don't know. It felt like an hour. It felt forever. Uh, for the GCW World Title. Uh, John Dean Ambroxley took on AJ gray and, uh, to, to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, as Pete can attest, uh, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I I hate to admit this Nathaniel, but I believe I, uh, I have to admit I somewhat over imbibed, uh, on, uh, on, on 16 ounce PBRs. So, uh, at one point, um, I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm standing in the corner, uh, behind the seats. We were like ringside. I mean, this, this was crazy. I think I was sitting at ringside for the first few matches. It was kind of badass. Uh, love the Briscoes. Um, and, uh, I'm leaning against like the light thing and Ben Benzani looks at me and goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. He's like, well, you're kind of leaning on that light thing a little too much. I'm like, oh really? Oh, maybe I'll stand back. And then at that point. I think the day just caught up with me. You know, I was up. I got up here in Connecticut at quarter to five to get in the car. Drove to JFK. Got there at six. You know, went through all the stuff. Waited around. And long day traveling and delicious fajitas and and you know getting around and everything. And I think finally by like ten o'clock local time, I, my body just went. All right, we're done. Boom.
0: And to be fair, I mean, we both we all started drinking. Like we drink at lunch, uh, whatever yes. time it was one o'clock or whatever. One o'clock. So, yeah.
1: Yes. Yep, we did. We were pounding a couple beers. You guys had margaritas. Uh, admittedly, uh, I had a few beers at the hotel with uh, Sean Kidd and and Scott Shifflett, and that included a couple shots of Knob Creek. So uh, I I was definitely uh, feeling uh, nothing. Forget no pain. I wasn't feeling anything. And uh, so I decided, I, instead of making an ass out of myself and falling over and, you know, the usual hullabaloo, I said, you know what? I'm going to go over by the wall, and I'm just going to sit on the ground and just kind of decompress, and maybe I'll get some juice and get back up. So I just walked over to the wall. And I sat my ass on the ground. And I closed my eyes. Just to get a little juice to get me through the rest of the show. And then we were, you know, obviously we were going to head back to the hotel. And completely, you know, disintegrate in bed. Um. All of a sudden, I kind of opened my eyes. And all of a sudden, like, these people are around me. And I thought to myself, oh, do they think I'm dead? <laughs> do they think that I, like, <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I piss on myself? Like, what the fuck did I do? I turn around and literally... And Pete can attest to this. Literally two feet away, AJ Gray and John Moxley are brawling. Literally, it was epic. And everybody was like, oh, shit. What is Scott? Is Scott going to? Because everyone knew that I was a little, you know, I was a little pickle. Everyone's like, oh, fuck. Is he going to get up and fucking take a swing at Moxley? And I'm like, and and I did it even better. I turned my head, watched him fight. Turn my head, close my eyes, and went back to sleep. <laughs> so even worse than getting in the brawl, I know sold it. But uh, yeah, I, I was,
0: was well, I was more afraid of you getting run over by the crowd because at this point there was at least a hundred people around. Yeah. stuff. yeah,
1: yeah. No, I was no, I, I, uh, I was. I kind of I did kind of adjust myself, and then the and then the the fight went back towards the ring, and I, I, uh, I, I actually opened my eyes at that point. So mm. Um so I was I I got it felt okay and we walked out and then uh, I got the Uber they went out you guys went out to get something to eat I was, you know, like, but Nate it was epic uh, I literally I literally was on the ground I opened my eyes I turned my head and I go this fucking jerk offs fighting 2 feet away from me yeah fuck Mungle. to bed Uh I did watch the match on I think it was on U- was it YouTube or fight I don't remember now I think I watched it on YouTube and the match was it, the match is great One thing I will say as much as he's not my favorite person in a lot of ways. When it comes to just garbagey fight for fucking fighting, mm-hmm. I will give John Dean Ambroxley his due. He is a good garbage fighter. Um, I will yeah. give him I will give him that. And then John Wayne Murdoch defeated Alex Cologne to win the GCW ultraviolet title. Really, Pete, that's the name of the belt, the ultraviolet title. Yeah, I know.
0: I uh I thought see, you seem a little bit more higher on the show than me. I thought I did not like the show. I like the atmosphere i'm glad i went there i was glad i'm glad i went there uh because the crowd made the show uh and being around all, all you guys made the show right uh, but my god it was a lot of i, I mean <laughs> i thought it was a deathmatch show with the amount of death all the fucking violence and stuff and the chairs and the uh, no not not chairs uh and not tables they were using doors as weapons um <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's cheaper because that seems like that was the weapon of choice uh uh, <laughs> right. On weekend um, I, I For me it, it was, The matches just didn't click for me at all For the most part I did like the Moxley match the most of everything on that show But you know like uh, Janelle and X-Pac going 20 or 30 minutes It was I thought for sure Waltman was going to say No kid we're going to go 14 uh, Give me your three best moves But no We, we, went, we did this epic shit match It was terrible um, It's like <laughs> You know and you know Janelle has done these things before he did it, he got angry a couple years ago in New Orleans when people were walking out at 4:30 in the fuck morning when uh, he's re- working great Sasuke going 40 something minutes and it's like dude Sasuke and X-Pac were great workers but they weren't they weren't doing 30 40 minutes <laughs> they're doing 12 to 15 12 to 18 minute matches you know that's uh, crazy it's just so uh, trying to reinvent the wheel with guys who don't need to be reinventing. With I don't get it at all. Uh, so it, 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 the, the show didn't work for me at all. Uh, but I, I had a fun time there.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you guys noticed that? Uh, have you guys noticed that? Like in the days of ECW, and we, I was saying this to Doctor G the other night. Have you noticed that? Like you know, in the days of hockey sticks and frying pans in the mid to late nineties have been replaced by light tubes. Like <laughs> yeah. light tubes is now the death match weapon of choice. Is that a, is that a Nick cage thing uh, or it's, Nick cage, whatever? Is that like, I, like, where did that come from? Like suddenly is it just cause they're cheap and they look cool when they blow up? Uh, is that what it yeah, is?
0: I've been doing it for a while. I mean, that was, that was an old ICW. Uh,
1: mm, mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Thing with the, the rod and, you know, came from ECW. Um, that is true. Uh, but it's just, uh, yeah.
2: It, well, it kind of felt like, yeah, like, uh, you know, that, uh, IWA Mid South and uh, some of those promotions like in the early 2000s, light, light tubes were the thing and then they kind of faded
1: out. But for
2: whatever reason, they've come back during yeah. the time of COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They definitely did come back. Um, so, so that was, that was, uh, the wrap up of Thursday night. And yeah, I agree with you, uh, uh, Pete. I think the, the, the energy of the crowd and all of us there hanging out and everything you know made it special, but yeah, I think match wise they were good, but I definitely I definitely watched better throughout mm-hmm. the weekend and we're going to talk about a card that was amazing uh, on friday uh, so let's talk about Friday um, before we get to uh, before we get to um, uh, the show I was at. Uh obviously the two big shows to talk about Friday was Supercard of Honor and of course uh multi you know impact's multiverse of matches. But Pete, any any shows that you were at Friday that stood that stood out to you? Any other side shows? Well I went to the Ziggy
0: Dice show and that was freaking terrible and I had the, probably the worst segment of, of all week, which was the Massa Slamovich versus the Bear, which was some gal dressed up as a bear. Um freaking horrible. The only thing, I mean, we got to see Scotty T- Scotty Too Hottie on it versus Rich Swan, so that was kind of neat for a novelty thing. Uh, I mean, the match, I mean, it was just token spots, but you know, it make you happy. Uh, but they had a good Tarus uh, versus Lince Dorado match, which was uh really was really good. Uh, but yeah, the rest of that show was just you know, it was just there. And uh, uh, but yeah, that the bear thing was the worst thing. I mean, it made me one of those things that makes you embarrassed to be a wrestling fan type thing. Like why? Um, the one thing I went to, while you guys were, were with the impact, I went to, uh, uh, me and Marty uh, went to uh, a Martinez entertainment show, which was a Lucha show. And according to the Observer, it was the show that drew the biggest house of the whole entire uh, weekend for the indie shows, besides Ring of Honor. And he based the reason Ring of Honor outdrew it was because of the late, you know, Tony Khan buying it and then thus become a property of AEW. Uh so we went to uh, the Martinez Entertainment Show, which I I was going to guess. And the Observer said a thousand, but I was guessing there was because he they, they again again the numbers that I heard in the Observer I thought was weird because he also said night one of um, Janelle only drew like eight hundred and fifty, and that that thing felt like it had like thirteen or fourteen hundred in there. But you know, right? Uh, I, we don't know. Uh, but uh, the on the Observer said a thousand. I talked to the promoter. He told me he sold 1,900 tickets, and I was guessing 2,000 to 2,500 in that uh, building. And it had... I mean, it was cool. I mean, me and Marty, I think, were the only white guys in the whole entire building and drew a complete Spanish audience. <laughs> uh, so it was a, totally a cultural thing. And it was just... I mean, it was just like like Marty... I've gone to some of these lucha shows that the guys run before, and it always does well, usually drawing between five and... You between three and 700 people and stuff. Um... But, yeah, this was big. He had Santo on top, who, I mean, if you really think about it, of all the people who worked WrestleMania week wrestle-wise, I mean, he probably drew more money except for Stone Cold, Brock, and and uh, uh, and Roman, maybe, uh, over his career. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you think about it, in that in that aspect, which was amazing when you think about it. Um, total culture experience, Um you know everything's announced in spanish there's no english over the pa um it's we had there was an indian fire dancer uh, there um uh, i mean it was just ridiculous just ridiculous um the show it was a show that probably besides WrestleMania, had more kids at i mean there must have been uh, 200 kids at this show um
2: that's crazy so,
0: which is something that the indies are missing is having kids on there cuz it just it, it it's it, it's just a big difference and it and you know these kids during intermission get up and get up into the ring and they're doing spots in the ring there's like 50 of them all in the ring climbing up the rope and all this stuff because that's the culture and uh i, I and marty like marty and i i mean ma- the matches were fine and they were, uh, were solid and stuff but it, but it was all about the atmosphere and it was just super cool cuz everything was in spanish and uh, and then there's me and Marty, um, you know, sticking out like sort of. I'm glad, cause normally it's me just sticking out like a sort of thumb on my own, uh, at these shows, but I'm glad, glad I had another gringo with me this time around. <laughs> Even when I'm telling him, yeah, I'm, I'm, you normally I deal with someone else, I was dealing with somebody else, and he's yelling, I have an Americano over here, <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, that's awesome. I was dying, I was having a time of my life, um, uh it was a blast the show went long because originally it was supposed to be one show and then they would they made it two because santo can't work shows with triple a talent but it was really just one show i think they just said it was two shows so to get triple a off their back or Santo. i have no idea because the triple a was the semi-main right before the santo match um but yeah there's a lot of really interesting stuff um there was some, there was a lot of good wrestling on it, and uh, it was just it was just a it was just a blast. Just a a thing you can only get maybe in in Texas Texas during Mania Week, or maybe in California. Uh, it's that type of thing where it's just a cultural thing uh, with the population of where you were at and stuff.
1: Um, and I thought it was super super neat. Hmm. Uh so the two big shows that we'll talk about now that happened uh, on Friday was of course uh ROH supercard of honor which all of us were kind of like for weeks uh, Nate here on the show we we're like yeah we will kind of talk about it uh, you know and then of course Rick Moranis bought it so now it it drew you know it drew a lot of uh, a lot of eyes um, and this card conceivably had what many consider the best match of the weekend and maybe the best tag match of the year and and some say the best tag match of all time FTR cash and Dax, uh, beat the Briscoes to become the new ROH world tag team champions in twenty seven twenty five. Uh, apparently, uh, I mean, Meltzer gave it five. Uh, I did not see it. Uh, cause I was of course at the other show, but from what I've heard, uh, Nate, uh, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to check their the ROH YouTube page to see if maybe they have it. Um, I didn't see it, but from what I've heard, it's apparently, it's legitimately being considered the greatest tag team match of all time.
2: Mm.
0: I I watched it on tape and I I thought it was the best tag team match I've seen in in the last 10 years, easy. Mm.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, FTR has been on a roll as of late. You know, I feel like nobody knew, like the FTR babyface run. We talked about it earlier, Pete, like how. Being a good heel can set you up for that springboard, for that babyface run. And FTR is in the midst of that right now. And, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, they are – they're getting now what I think they thought they were going to get when they first got to AEW, which is kind of that recognition. And it felt like, you know, now looking back in hindsight, when they first came in, maybe it was too crowded and they didn't stand out as much.
0: No, I mean, here, here's my take, and I, I heard this from a couple friends. Mm. Uh, I don't agree with it. it's. They came in during a pandemic where there was no crowd. they were a southern tag team mm. trying to work southern ta- southern formula with no crowd. It's a good point. I, I don't think that's my take on it. I, I, it's hard for you if that's your formula and and southern tag is it's it's all about getting heat and uh, reactions from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's part of the problem, I and mean, they weren't able to position themselves uh, because of that. Their style, but now getting the crowds in there you we've seen him getting on a roll uh, in the last 5 months really you know this last week they were incredible you know
1: yeah i got to ch- i got to catch this match uh i saw two Briscoe matches this weekend and that was not either of them uh the two that i saw were actually not bad one of them i mentioned earlier and then the other one uh you know those guys worked their tails off just as much as anybody else they were like all over the place um they were all over the place uh this weekend on that weekend as well um the big uh surprise everyone was waiting on was who Tully Blanchard was going to uh get in the ring uh to face uh Ninja uh, Ninja Mac and it was Brian Cage um you know cuz remember AEW um Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty went 1450 and uh, uh, Meltzer gave that uh, four stars. So uh, I,
0: I, I watched this on tape. I thought it was the second best match of the show.
1: I'll have to check it out. I have to start catching some of these matches now. I'm,
0: and this was another show I felt was a top five show of the week.
1: Uh, that's crazy considering we hadn't talked about, you know, we hadn't talked about, uh, um you know, Ring of honor for a couple of months, uh, Nate here on the show. Um and look what happened, you know. Um Mercedes Martinez won the interim ROH women's world title, beating Willow Nightingale. More on that belt in a moment. Um uh Minoru Suzuki did win the ROH World TV title, beating Rhett Titus, who is now in for the most part in the NWA. But as Nate just mentioned, Minoru Suzuki dropped the World TV title tonight on Dynamite to to, uh, Mojo. Um, And I know it's not really a spoiler because since this is dropping on Friday, you've already had 48 hours. Uh, Nate was being (laughs) polite. I'm kind of half being polite. But anyway, Um, (laughs) uh, Wheeler Eula uh, retained the pure title. I'm sorry, won the pure title over Josh Woods. And in the main event, uh, Brother Nate, your boy Jonathan Gresham. Four and, a half star, four and a quarter stars from Meltzer defeated Bandito to become the undisputed ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Nate, what's your thoughts on that decision?
2: I mean, it's the right call. Like, I feel like if you've been paying attention, you know the route that this is going. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, Scotty. When you look at whatever uh, TK plans to do with Ring of Honor, Gresham should be one of the centerpieces of that. Uh, and it's already been announced that he's going to be at the AEW battle of the belts. They announced that tonight. So yeah, it's, it, it was the right call.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think Pete?
2: I totally
0: agree. Uh, Gresham was a hoss. Um, yeah, I like Bandito a lot too. And I, I mean, I, I got thought This is the third best match on the show. Overall. I thought Bandito was the best babyface I saw all weekend working live. Mm. Um, uh, but, uh, I thought this match was really good. I think just a beast. And, uh, and I like to I like having him on top, uh, especially you know because you don't want to do a carbon copy of AEW. So having a guy who works the, who's a mat worker on top uh, gives it gives you a different element than say uh, the previous champions on uh, on
1: uh, on uh, AEW right now and stuff. Mm. I agree, I agree, and I I think the next step for me for Uh, Ring of Honor is where if they're going to be on a show. Now, of course, the big news, uh, you know, some big TV news happened this week, and that was that uh, uh, Warner Media merged with um, uh, Discovery. So I'm curious what that means for anything. Uh, Does ROH go to Discovery Plus? Mm. Um now 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 uh Time Warner, you know, not only do they have HBO Max, but now maybe they have something going with Discovery Plus. So eh, something to think about. Uh so that show sounded awesome. Pete and Nate and I'm going to try and catch it. Uh maybe it's on ROH's YouTube channel. Um or I could probably buy the replay on on uh Fight TV. It's probably like 10 bucks or something or 15 maybe. All right. So now the show I was at uh, and this is uh, uh, where Nathaniel will get excited. Uh, myself, Sean Kidd, uh, Scott Shiflett, um, Logan Crosland, uh, Louis Maynard. Uh, we were at uh, the Fairmont Hotel, which is where WrestleCon was, for the Impact Wrestling Multiverse of Matches. And uh, this was actually a really, really, really fun show. Uh, the opener was hella fun. Actually, before, uh, um, (laughs) we're walking up to the hotel and guys, you'll, you'll laugh your ass off at this. (coughs) So we, we get dropped off, uh, with the Uber, (coughs) excuse me. And we're walking up the ramp or walking up the ramp, walk up the steps of the hotel. And I turn, I'm like, there's these three guys, uh, clearly a partaking of some, uh, some herb, if you know what I mean, and and I'm like, and it's these two guys and this other guy with like you know short dreads, and he looked familiar, <coughs> and I and and Sean and I look and go, holy shit, that's Rich Swan. <laughs> Rich Swan is standing outside of the Fairmont Hotel with a couple of other dudes, uh, enjoying a little pre match uh, herb. <laughs> and I said, I I have to put this in my head because I got to tell Nate and Steve and Pete this. So that was fucking great because he was in the opener. it was the first match.
2: How how else do you expect him to go all night long, Scotty? That, that is true.
1: <laughs> that is true. Because let me tell you something. He was, it was not a, a, you know, it wasn't a little thing on a, on a roach clip or whatever. We're talking. There was some, <laughs> there was some, there was some heavy fog. Um. It was, it was hilarious though. Having said that, he was amazing. And the opener was, uh. This X division ultimate X match, which is a little different than their regular ultimate X matches with the stupid X letter or whatever. They just stuck the belt between the the cables. Trey Miguel, Blake Christian, Chris Bay, Rich Swan, Vincent and Jordan grace in an amazing ultimate X match. Trey Miguel won to retain the title, but let me tell you something. Uh, Jordan grace, uh, she is quite mobile uh, for a woman of her stature. Uh, she was amazing. Uh, Sean Kidd got a good shot of her climbing the cable to catch my drift. Um, uh, she was, uh, but I got to say, uh, Nate, an impressive match by all of them.
2: Mm. I thought
0: I watched it on, on on tape and I thought Trey McGill was the best of everybody in that match. He looked really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, I know your, bo- your boy Chris Bay, uh, Nate, looked really good, too. Uh, Trey Miguel seems to be the face of the X Division right now. We'll talk more about Impact in a couple weeks on our next episode because it'll be the preview for their next pay-per-view, which is Rebellion, which will be coming up that following Saturday uh, from our next episode. So we'll definitely get into plenty of Impact in a couple weeks. Um, but Trey Miguel retained the title. Then, of course, my match that I was looking forward to because it's uh, it's got some... Uh, Half impact, half NWA ties. Uh, the Aldis's and the Cardona's in a little mixed tag action. Bick and Mickey defeated uh, my, uh, Matt and Chelsea. Uh, yeah, solid. Not earth shattering, but solid. You know, It was exactly what it needed to be, you know? Yeah, it was. It was nothing crazy. She 704.
0: Play, you know, Southern. She played the face in peril, sold. Aldis got to make the comeback, you know. Cardona and Green
1: were bitches and assholes. <laughs> yeah, they really were. They <laughs> yeah. were awesome. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a fun match, fun match. Uh, now, here's the match I've been waiting a week and a half to talk about. This match, as we're watching it, I'm looking at, I'm like, we're all looking at each other going, this this match is amazing. I don't think anything tomorrow, and this was Friday night, that anything tomorrow night or Sunday night will come close to this. Uh, Alex Shelley and speedball Mike Bailey put on a uh 15 minute and 3 second clinic on psychology uh chops uh strikes leading into chain I mean just they had they had this this groovy chemistry that was out of this world and um it was amazing four and a quarter stars uh, uh Meltzer gave it i Uh, I mean, it was, I thought it was a five. I mean, I don't know if you got to see it, Nate, but, um, or or Pete, but I I gotta be honest. It, it blew my mind, uh, that I, I've never even heard of Mike Bailey before this match. And Mm. I can't even tell you, I, I don't even know the last time I watched an Alex Shelley match, but, uh, they were amazing. Amazing. I liked
0: it a lot. Uh, but I didn't. I I, th- I thought there was a. I thought there was a, at least the one match I liked better on this show.
1: Uh, I'm going to see if I can guess which one it is uh, okay. when we get down to it. Um, uh, have you had a chance to see it, Nate? If you have not, I highly recommend you do. You're no, a I haven't. Had, yeah, I haven't had a
2: chance to see it yet. But uh, you know, like you mentioned, Shelly's been great for a long time. You know, he recently, I want to say about a year or so ago. Had a little mini run uh, along with Saban back in Impact that was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, like and and Speedball, like like I said, Speedball maybe the person if we're if we're going back to the chain reaction it's a grading scale, maybe he raised his stock the most. Yeah, out of, out of the folks uh, on on these indie shows over the weekend. And then part of it with Bailey
0: was he was banned from the U.S. because he was using uh, traveling on a visa. So I think he was on mm. a year. Tier- Banned from me working in the states, so uh, and now he's he's changed. His, he's like he's toned up a bit. Uh, his gear is way more professional. Uh, so mm-hmm. he, he was always good, but now yeah. he looks special. Uh, and and and, and his, his all the little changes have ch- have helped
1: him a lot. Mm. Yeah, I I just I, I need to watch the match again, and I know that it's on Impact's uh, YouTube uh, mm. channel. So I was just oh, it was just so good anybody listening I, I can't recommend I mean Nate's the uh, Pete's the the these guys are the indie experts I, I I mean I just watch what I watch but go to the Impact Wrestling YouTube channel and find this match and please watch it Alex Shelley versus Speedball Mike Bailey I was blown away I was blown away but I'm curious Pete what you think a better match was on this night uh so next up uh the Knockouts Tag Titles of uh, the Influence Retained Madison Rain and Tenille Dashwood, they beat Decay, uh, Giselle Shaw, and Lady Frost. Lady Frost, special one for me. She's NWA. And Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles, another NWA alum. Uh, That was a fun match. Nothing nothing was shattering, but it was good. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii defeated uh, Eddie Edwards in just under 15 minutes. Uh, That match was uh, just a fun, just smack fest. That's the one I
0: like the most. Uh, Did you really? Really? Yeah, and I think it's because people don't work that style really well. Um, and I We've seen all the technical. There's a lot of great technical workers, a lot of great high flyers. But guys can like work a convincing brawl and, and sell and make things matter. Uh, for me, that really stood out to me. That was my favorite match of the night on that show.
1: Mm. I, I thought it was very good. Um, what are your thoughts, Nate, on Eddie Edwards at this point? I feel like bell to bell,
2: you know, you can't take anything away from Eddie. Uh, as Pete alluded to, like he's got a really physical style that fits and makes him unique in Impact in particular. Uh, I feel like he's at this point of his career where he's already kind of climbed the mountaintop in Impact, and now he's just kind of – not. He's he's not a jag. He's not just a guy, Scott. Right. But I feel like he's kind of stuck. And so I'm I'm interested in what the next step for Eddie is because I do feel like, and you alluded to it earlier, uh, in terms of who's maybe next up or who's in the on deck circle to get that push into the main event scene. And mm-hmm. I do think it's Trey. Like I think Trey's the next
1: guy. Mm. Um what are your thoughts on that, Pete?
0: I I buy that. Uh I think Eddie Redwards, I like him as a worker. I, I think he lacks charisma to be a top guy. Mm. Uh, while, while Miguel looks like he has his, has a lot of charisma, uh, so it's just one of those things. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think Edwards. It's one of those things. Yeah, he just he, he's he's a good worker, but he just doesn't have the charisma to be a top guy in pretty much anywhere.
2: Honestly, um, yeah, yeah. I will say but, though, like I have been pleasantly surprised because I felt like Eddie's shelf life after they split the wolves was going to be short-lived. And here he is like 6-7 years after they broke the team up and he's still doing doing good in this company. So I have to salute him on that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I didn't think he'd, he'd be sticking around either, but he's been um the, I I enjoyed the match too uh uh Pete, but I would say it's probably my like third or fourth for me. Um the couple matches that I actually, you know, not just the Bailey, there's another one coming up too. Yeah. Um, there's
0: one I liked
2: a lot too. It's uh, in the, uh, in the semi main. So
1: yeah. And it's good to see uh,
2: Ishii back. Like I, people forget Ishii had a decent run and impact as good as anybody could have had a run and impact at that time. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like they could have done more with Ishii, but it, it's good to see him, you know, get, get some love, you know, every now and then.
1: I agree. I agree. No, it was fun. He was, he was awesome. He was very methodical and and, uh, very stocky and it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: He, he had a uh, good week. I uh, had three really good, two really good matches. Then mm. funny is, uh they Dickinson just got signed to new Japan, I guess. And I thought he had the worst ECE match all week, uh, week that mm. I saw. So, uh, mm. but you know, obviously that doesn't matter. Cause I thought years ago, uh, during the ring of honor, when they were going to bring some guys over from ring of honor, uh, to the, to the G one, I thought Roderick Strong had the best matches with the with the people. I thought he'd be going in, but they brought Elgin in because of his size and you know, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Uh this tag team match was hella fun. Uh Jonah and Josh Alexander defeated Moose and PCO. Uh God bless uh Jean-Pierre there, because he he was he, the guy he just jumps all over the place. But I gotta say something. Uh I know we talk about him a lot here on the show, Nate. On this night. And, and maybe he's finally flipped a switch, but to me, Moose is a main event stud. I mean, he carried himself. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the Impact World Champion. He carries himself like, like a stud, and he's not just a joke anymore. He—he's. I, I love the. I just like the way he looks. The whole mustache and just everything about him screams main event now. And of course, him and Josh Alexander, of course, are main eventing the uh, Rebellion Pay Per View, which we'll preview on our next episode in a couple of weeks. Um, that match was great. I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, Jonah, of course, the former um. Forgot his name in NXT. Bronson Reed. Yeah, Bronson Reed, former North American champion. That's uh, it. That's it. All right. I got to argue that he would might have been. I don't know what you guys thought when you'll when you watch the match, Nate. I'm curious your thoughts, but Pete, I feel like uh, Mo, uh, Jonah was almost more over than Josh Alexander was. I feel I, like everybody's really, really into was, Jonah that
0: night. Jonah was really over.
1: Yeah, I feel like he was over more than jo- than, jo- than Josh Alexander was. I think Jonah might be a guy. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Nate? Do you think that? Do you think he's a guy that they could elevate and he could he could get a main run? You think? It's
2: it's always difficult when you're talking about impact because honestly, like, I, and I've been somebody that's been high on Moose's potential for a long time. You know, mm. uh, even going back a few years. I thought they should have put the belt on him uh, in that Austin Aries feud. And they decided not to at the time. Uh, But the issue with Impact this past year, I feel, is their undercard has been, you know, it's the old WCW problem. Like the undercard's been pretty solid to great for the better part of a year, year and a half. And the main event scene has just kind of not quite been right ever since the omega stuff you know i I don't think they fully like i think moose is the right guy to have the belt right now but i don't think the belt has been elevated since the omega stuff and it's something they still need to address uh and i don't know if you address that through jonah you know who i do think has potential or Mm -hmm. you know going back to a guy that we have mentioned a few times tonight like i think if you're not going to go with Chris Bay, uh, you know, cause I don't know Chris Bay's contract situation, but if Chris Bay's not the guy, I think Trey's the guy. Hmm. You and agree it, or disagree? Ultimately, yeah. And uh, ultimately
0: no one, re- I don't think anyone is really going to move the needle for impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're kind of where they're at. And I think it doesn't, I don't know if there's any super growth uh whoever is on top. Yeah. Uh, so they just got to find something that you know, at least works, um, and I think Moose works. I mean, the guy—I mean—he looks like a million bucks. Yep. I think I think he could be an effective babyface too. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I, but I, I'd like to see him, uh, you know, uh, doing a heel run. Uh, but I also think he'd be better off with a manager too. But,
1: mm, mm. that yeah, that, that's a good point. I like the manager thinking. That, that makes sense. Uh, then, um. I got a little frustrated here, but then it, I made up for it. Uh, our uh, Nate knows I'm in love with her, as is Sean Kid. Uh, my virtuosa, Diana Perazzo, came out with her two belts. The AAA belt was on the line, and out came uh Fabi Apache. And... She did
0: double duty. She was at that Martinez show, mm-hmm. who worked the opener.
1: Yeah, you must
0: and all uh, the ass over here to work this show too.
1: Yeah, I know, and I, and the match was like the match was 8:52. And I'm like, this match sucks. <laughs> I was, I was not a fan. I was sorry. I don't know what you think, Pete. I was not a fan, and uh, of her or the match. And she almost won like three times. And Sean Kid's looking at me like this is bullshit. <laughs> He's so protective <laughs> of the virtuosa, but that I'm I was not a fan of this match. I don't I don't like the way uh, Apache worked. I think she's a little kind of floppy. I think she's a little footloosey. I, I didn't like it. I I um I'm glad Deanna won, and I knew I kind of knew she was going to, but mm. I just I don't know. I wasn't a fan, Pete. That's fair. I don't know if you watched it,
0: I, I uh, did. I, I thought the match was okay. It didn't do uh, anything for me. Uh, I think it might have been the worst match on the show when I really didn't yeah. do it. Uh, I
1: I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: but yeah, I, I I like Fabian in the lucha setting, but a lot yeah. of these. Girls aren't very good when you put them up against in singles matches. I've seen uh, over in all these other places. So I mean, well, she works well in in the lucha settings because that's the style she knows. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just thought it was a style conflict here. I mean, sometimes styles make clashes,
1: make you know styles make matches. This one didn't work that way. No nah, I, I agree, I agree. But the fun part was after Deanna was cutting a killer promo, and then who walked out? But the returning Taya Valkyrie, that was kind of cool. And they will wrestle for the title at Rebellion. Taya Valkyrie called Deanna out, asked her for a match. And so they are having a title match. I think it's the ROH belt. Mm. Um, no, uh, no, no. Oh, it's, uh, it's, I the think AAA it's AAA a triple
0: A belt. Well, because that belt used to be Taya's. Yeah. And she went to NXT. They uh, stripped her, but she never lost it. Uh, okay. That's what it was.
1: Okay. So it's the triple A belt. And that is, and that's going to be, uh, two weeks from tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry. We wait, I'm sorry. Week from tomorrow. Um, uh, at, um, uh, at rebellion. So actually two weeks from this week, we'll be talking about the, uh, the, uh, residuals of that show. I thought it was the preview. My bad. Um, I didn't realize what week we were on. Um, So that'll be next Saturday, actually. Then Chris Saban uh, defeated Jay White. I know not everyone is the biggest Jay White fan, and I wasn't originally, and I was not thrilled. When I went to the G1 Supercard three years ago, I was not a fan of their main event match, him and Okada, although Okada's my guy. So Um, I didn't hate this. I didn't love this match, Pete, but I didn't hate it either. Okay, I had I thought it was the
0: third best match on the show. Um, I I liked it. I liked the back selling. I thought White was really good here. And I'm a guy who's um, I find White is a mixed bag. Like when he first started in New Japan as a young boy, I thought he was going to be the next Finn Bal bad Baller. and he completely did works a completely different style and and does a lot of heel stuff that I like. But I I don't I. He's grown on me over the last couple of years because I feel like his charisma has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll be—I'll be a fan. I'll be honest. I've checked out of New Japan ever since of of COVID with the no cheering and booing thing. I—I like, can't get behind anything like that. Um, uh, so, but I, I enjoyed this match. I thought—I thought they worked really well together. I thought they told a good story, and and uh, and it worked for
1: me. Hmm. Uh, I thought Saban. It's funny, uh, Nate. Uh we were saying this. We were all saying this when we were watching it live. Chris Saban looks like he's de-aging. Like he's actually <laughs> looking younger. It's it's really weird. Um I he's think he's a guy up. that they, Yeah. I, I think he's a guy that they should they should keep using, Nate.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, and you could say the same thing for Shelly.
1: Like to me, yes, absolutely. if those dudes are available and they want to work,
2: like any company is made better for them, particularly Impact, which is where these guys at least To a large percentage of your audience kind of made their name. Mm -hmm. Like those guys, like I think they've still got, even though, like I just said, we we saw them a couple years ago have a good run. Like, I think they've got multiple runs left in them. And and um, yeah, the, the more Saban and Shelley, the better. Like I feel like Chris Saban is a guy when you're talking about how he is now. Like he's a guy that's been in the business for a long time, but he's also dealt with a, a few major injuries and mm-hmm. I think when you when you're somebody and you know getting now now I'm filling in Steve Willie's shoes now you know getting into the psychology I think when you're somebody that's been that good and has had to be on the sidelines for periods of time during your prime when you get back you can be even better than you were before because you know what it is to be without it so like I think like Sabin's Saban's playing with house money right now and so mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot you can get out of this dude And uh, Shelly, too, for that matter That's mm. kind of like Punk While he left the business here mm-hmm. His body healed up
0: But mm. his mind got better And uh, and he, it seems like his psychology is sharper than it ever was
1: Yep mm-hmm. Yep, I agree I agree. I, I, that was actually one of the better uh, Jay White matches That I've seen And I think Saban helped that with as well And the last match, the Good Brothers uh, Defeated uh, the Briscoes With the help of uh, the rest of the Bullet Club uh, say oh, Jay White came back out, etc. So uh, they're going to stick around in Impact, and I think they're going to stick around in the NWA as well uh, because they did win the Crockett Cup, so they are owed a match for the titles with La with uh, La Rebellion. So uh, because I don't think uh, I don't think Tony Khan wants them anywhere near AEW or ROH, so uh, they're uh, they're elsewhere. And um, uh, that was a fun match. I mean, it is the good brothers, so you you know take it as it is. Um, so overall, I thought that show was amazing. Uh, top to bottom. I, we had a blast. Uh, I got to see Vladimir super fan, WWF Vladimir. He was there. Um, uh, I got to sit near Tom Phillips and Aiden English, whatever the fuck their names are. I don't even know what their names are now. Tom, whatever, whatever, and whatever Aiden English's name is. I always forget. Um, I was, we were like Five feet away from them. That was kind of cool. Josh Matthews was in the back being his usual douchey self. So, um, but that was a fun show. So, and most of the matches, I'm pretty sure, are on Impact's uh, YouTube page. So check it out, YouTube channel. So check it out. Uh, and definitely please check out Mike Bailey and, uh, and Alex Shelley. Although I, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I want, I want to, I want to pick up what you're putting down, Pete. So I might rewatch that Ishi Eddie Edwards match. I think I might rewatch it. Uh, so check that one out as well. Um, so that was my big show Friday. And then, of course, Saturday Sunday was all flamethrowers. So, um, Pete, any other shows that we didn't mention that stick out for you this week? I went, that, that I weekend? went
0: to uh, the USA versus the World show Saturday morning. And in the past, this has called, been called Pancakes and Pile Drivers. And, and this show was another top five show of the week for me. I was blown away. On paper, I thought it was going to be good, but you just don't know how worn out these guys bodies are on this is mm-hmm. like this was the very last show in that in the uh, Fairmount uh for the week and so i mean that building had seen a lot of wrestling uh that in that ballroom and uh these guys i mean i saw one two, two uh three I, I have three matches that i had at least four stars on in the show and uh and another one at uh three and a half and uh yeah it, it was all i mean there was another mike bailey match that he worked davy richards and it was it was i thought it was better than the alex shelley match um wow that, okay yeah, there was a lucha six man i uh i was blown that was awesome uh there was a um uh rachel ellering match versus jessica troy which was awesome uh, that was another four-star match i uh, it was those three matches, they were like right in right, boom, boom, boom. All three against a row, a row with each other. It was just fantastic. And, and there was a lot of other stuff on the show that was good. Um, so, yeah, it just far exceeded my expectations. And I thought it was legitimately, I thought it was
1: the second best show I saw a week
0: behind uh,
1: the Bloodsport show. Hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there were some other shows floating around Saturday. And Sunday, but of course, uh, the big ones was uh, NXT, Stand and Deliver, and uh, WrestleMania. So, uh, a a tremendous uh, weekend of wrestling in Dallas, Texas, as you can hear. And of course, most of those shows that we talked about tonight, you can either catch some of the matches individually um, on the respective promotions YouTube channels, or Uh, uh, you can see the shows on fight TV and a lot of them aren't expensive. I mean, you know, at most the replay at this point is probably 15 bucks. So, uh, and and then also
0: a lot of them are also post, they're populating on, on the streaming services like on high spots. I think the Hitchcock super show popped up on it. This, uh, yesterday or the day before, along with, um, uh, the USA versus the world show. I know IWTV. uh, some of the Texas indies that they show are on there. Uh, Title Match uh is another streaming service. Uh and that a lot of the shows also on that also. So um the ones the only ones I d aren't on on those are, are like the Impact, uh Ring of Honor, um, and uh
1: and all the G C W shows. Mm. So uh I hope everyone enjoyed uh their weekend of watching wrestling. Um I hope you watch something else besides NXT and WrestleMania. I was privileged to watch some stuff that I probably Never would have watched before, and I felt, uh, you know, educated on this weekend to uh, to what I was watching. So, again, most of these shows are either on the YouTube uh, on their perspective, uh respective YouTube channels based on the promotion, or of course, the shows are probably on Fight TV, or as uh, Pete said, they're probably floating around high spots or whatever. Uh, so that'll do it. Uh, is there anything else I want to bring up? No, nah, I think we're good. I kind of wanted a nice, smooth, brisk, free flow. Of, uh, of of some of the other shows that took place uh, last weekend, or the two weekends ago, I guess, at this point, in, um, in Dallas. Uh, Pete, anything, like, as the whole weekend of all the wrestling you watched, two questions. One, uh, what stood out for you just in general? Did somebody really step up in the indie world that we should keep an eye on? And what couple of matches should people find from the weekend
0: mike bailey i thought stood out um i mean he, he had a name but i mean this is uh this is he was like the guy i mean i don't think there was anyone even close to him on uh during who worked all week I and mean, he was just having three and a half st- i think i i was unfortunate to see his worst match also uh, versus effie um i think effie is a guy who either like him or you don't like him I'm on the I, I, I don't particularly care for him um, and I, I I thought that was this by far <laughs> Mike Bailey's worst match um, but I saw other ones all ranging besides the F E match all ranging in the three and a half to four and a quarter range for me I know on the Hitchcock show with the Bandito that one match of the night so they got that $5,000 bonus that was offered um, so he was the guy who really stood out to me and and the thing about wrestling and what's uh, it's cool is like, for me, like I didn't go down there for mania. I went down there to watch all these other shows. And that's the thing is like, people are like, Oh, why don't you go to mania? It's not that I'm anti WWE. It's just like, I've gone to mania before and it feels like I'm watching it on a television screen. And I just feel like it's a waste of catch. Uh, mm, good point. that's mm. a, that's a Pete Schumacher thing. Not for everybody else. Um, mm. uh, and so it's not that i'm just anti oh i i am I, 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 why I, I don't like the wwe right now that I'm, I'm not I'll, I'll say that but i uh, but i'm not going to off uh, due to do the money i haven't watched nxt so i really didn't want to uh, check the money out but uh, there's a lot of shows here that i had wrestlers up and down the thing that i thought was really inter- really interesting I, I i um but the mike bailey davy richards match i i you i would suggest looking and i i'm a guy who hated Davey Richards, so I was bl- blown away by this match. Um, and uh, I'd say watch the Moxley and um, a Biff match. That was awesome. And, and and of course, watch that Briscoe's tag with uh, FTR, because that's... Uh, it was it's a combination of old-school wrestling with with the hybrid of all the new moves and stuff uh, that people pop for. Uh, but yeah, but that's the thing about Mania Week. You, you, as long as you like wrestling, you can find something That Mm. that you'll be drawn to And so I had a great time Because there was stuff I was drawn to Mm.
1: So again You can find all that stuff somewhere uh, You know whether it's Streaming uh, High spots or uh, You know fight TV Or again check promotions whether it's Impact Wrestling, New Japan, ROH uh, Just check on YouTube Uh, It's got to be you know somewhere Because some of these matches that that, that Going on this weekend in Dallas were just huge uh Pete. A lot of fun, man. It's the first time you've been on in a while. It's uh yeah, no, it's a I, appreciate it. I had a blast. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh we're definitely gonna have you back because uh isn't the SCI coming around uh or, right? Are we are we close to your, yeah, your we go. Uh, Nashville I think Fun and for, Games? I
0: think this year mm. I'm retiring from SCI. Uh, oh, big
1: news. Breaking, news, breaking news. Breaking yeah. news here on the main event.
2: Other- wow ladies ladies and gentlemen like right right now scott yeah somebody is listening to this podcast and and they're seeing pete lay down his microphone in the middle of the ring that's right and they're <laughs> feeling the same emotion that you felt when hunter left his boots in that that's ring right. in dallas that's right yeah. they needed a moment they
0: the, end of a of the
1: end of an era end of an era
0: i i've had other uh, uh vacation planned uh, around that time mm-hmm. it was just hard to uh convince my boss to uh Let me go in August. Where I wanted to go in July
1: for our vacations, Mm -hmm. Um, I'll probably the answer will probably be no. I won't be going. Well, we'll have to get Ben Zaniak. We know Ben will probably do it. Yeah, he will be there.
0: Yeah, he's freaking lives down the street from it. Yeah, we'll have to start Uh, up a GoFundMe.
2: Everybody, donates your PTO from work for Pete, so we can get an extra month. (laughs) We
1: can get extra days. Exactly, (laughs) Um, Pete. Where can everybody find you in the social media world and uh, and elsewhere?
0: Uh, I, I know I'm on Twitter. Um, uh, uh, that's probably it. At I, 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 my time, I don't even know the handle right now. That's how. Uh, <laughs> uh, how Put up here. That's I think it's five years ago. Yeah, um, this me. Yeah, I, I, I don't even Pete's know. Pete's like,
2: why. what do you want from me, Scott? I spent yeah. fourteen okay, hours
0: yeah, okay. last weekend yeah. watching
1: wrestling. That's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I can't change my handle. It's at Titans of Wrestling. Mm. Ah. <laughs> oh.
1: That don't ever change that title. You kidding me, man? <laughs> don't ever change that. That's amazing. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Brother Nate, of course, uh, as always, continuing to crank. Uh, what is going on over on the uh Kings Support Patreon?
2: Yes, there's a there's a lot going on. And and to uh echo Pete's point, like I think whatever promotion you support, whatever performers you support, like that's the great thing about WrestleMania, how it has become this week now. Where it's a celebration of the sport. And yeah, you can, you can make your own schedule. Like you can make, you can have it a la carte. You can pick and choose like Marcus and I have been talking about mania in LA next year, Scotty. And Mm -hmm. as of right now, I think the plan is like, we're going to go to the first night in SoFi and then we're going to catch some of the other shows that week. But then that second night, we're probably going to, you know, we're going to enjoy it uh, at, at, at the crib. So (laughs) <laughs> like I think, I think like, two nights, yes, at Casa Vandenberg, you know, and then, uh, like, I feel like that's a cool, like you can, you can make WrestleMania fit to whatever your plans for the week are. Uh, right. and, and that's a cool thing. Um, so yeah, we'll probably hit up a bunch of indie shows, probably hang out with, uh, the, the crews from the various programs we've crossed paths with out there from mm-hmm. post wrestling and, uh, here at, uh. PTBN and uh you know Rich Fan from the Torch. So like I'm sure like it'll be a great weekend will be had but as Pete mentioned off mic before the show like we the three of us are not spring chickens anymore Scotty so you got to no. conserve yeah much like Chris Saban you have to conserve your energy and pick your spots. Exactly. Uh, at at this stage of the game, brother. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it but what's the, what's the old saying I'm, I'm not as good as I once was but once I can be as good as I ever was yeah <laughs> pretty much we so we we just gotta we just gotta pick our spots gentlemen uh yes. in terms of the kings of sport, this is a big week by the time you're hearing this, it'll be less than a week away from the three hundredth episode uh mm-hmm. and scotty uh you i look I'm extending the invitation even though I know you'll be at work so uh but Friday excuse me thursday the twenty first uh mm-hmm. so I know some people celebrate on the twentieth uh, in in a particular holiday uh, we mm-hmm. see you rich Swan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I
1: concur with that Yes,
2: if you are engaging in Rich Swan activities on that Wednesday Then you can hang out with us on Thursday night From 4 to 6 Eastern We will be doing a live show Where we will be celebrating the 300th episode of the kings of sport podcast so right now we've got we've got a lot of guests potentially for the show but as always as in you know anything involving wrestling or sports uh it's to be determined uh you know it's it's uh it's a card subject to change so we've got about 20 people we've talked to that Mm. will be trying to make an appearance at one stage or the other during those two hours but it's going to be a celebration scotty of 300 episodes Um, so I can't speak about who will be joining, but just know if, if you've been listening to the show for the past eight, nine years, uh, it's going to be some old friends and some new friends maybe hopping on the show, uh, in terms of the Patreon, uh, the Patreon's still going up and kicking $5 gets you in the door. If you want to pay more and be a VIP like Scott or Steve, we will not stop you. Patreon.com backslash the Kings of sport where you can catch the most recent episodes of the program as well as our back catalog, which we are continuing to upload. We'll probably have some more classic episodes from year one up this week. And if you're a fan of comic stuff, we've got some MCU reviews up, as well as a review of Peacemaker from HBO Max. That's up there right now. So five bucks gets you in the door for the Kings of Sport Patreon. Uh, In terms of finding me on on social media, uh, I don't have a uh, handle as cool as Pete. But you can find me at in the number eight m o z a i k at Nate Mosaic on Twitter, and uh, yeah, that's 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 all I'm going to say for now. And I've got to get I got to get some rest for for this big 300th episode, Scotty. Uh,
1: I know how you feel, brother, because uh, as everyone knows, over on the uh, PT, here on the PTB Wrestling Network, uh, on this past Monday, uh, Jr. and I celebrated episode 600 mm. of the Place to Be podcast, and as everyone knows, we were live. Uh, in Dallas, him and I, and that was pretty much the show. We we did little little uh, excerpts with everyone from you, Pete, to Pete Winson and uh, Marty and Jennifer Smith and and Logan Crosland and Roger Morissette and the whole crew, and uh, we had a blast. The, and of course, we had... the blood
2: alcohol level of that show is off the charts. I'm imagining. Oh yeah,
1: yes, there was a lot of swan. <laughs> there was a lot of swanning going on during that weekend, but <laughs> a lot of swanning, but. uh but, at one uh, point in the episode, Scott fell asleep, and he looked up, and John Moxley was there. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Swanning on me. Um, but, uh, and then we did a special piece with Steve Bennett at the end to talk about our our new charitable mm. uh, endeavors. So check that out as well. So that's uh, episode 600 of the Place to Be podcast, which dropped earlier this week. Next week, busy week. Uh, new episode. Uh, actually, Place to Be podcast. It was a special. That was a special episode. Place to Be podcast will be back at its regular slot this coming Monday. Uh, JR and I continuing our Vintage Vault Trek with Survivor Series 2007, so check that out New episodes of PTBN's Pedestal Through the Looking Glass, myself and Dave Mm. Hall You'll love the topic Uh, Let's put it this way, Nate and I talked About this topic and then it vanished into the Swaniverse, so (laughs) He knows what I'm talking about We'll talk about that in a minute But uh, New episode of Through the Looking Glass next week New episode of Highway to the Impact Zone New episode of NWA Crock and Roll Jam-packed week next week here on the PTB Wrestling Network. Stuff every day. So, check it out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Scott C. Podfather. But definitely follow the brand on Twitter, at PTB and Wrestling. We did a poll this week, uh, if you guys didn't notice. We did a poll this week on the P- on the PTB and Wrestling Twitter. Who should dethrone Matt Cardona as the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion? Mm. Choices were Trevor Murdoch, Nick Aldis, and the Pope. Check out the results, and we'll do a new Twitter poll this uh, coming week. Uh, The Twitter poll is, what blend does Rich Swan like? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Anyway, Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Steve will return. Uh, We will recap what happened. I thought I I had my dates wrong. So in two weeks, uh, we will recap what happened at Impact Rebellion pay-per-view and – We'll go back to 2003 for our next installment of the classic TNA pay-per-view recap. Uh, everyone have a great uh, – uh, enjoy the weekend. Happy Easter for those that follow. Happy Passover. Happy Ramadan. Uh, for uh, Pete and Brother Nate and Brother Scott, you've been in the main event. Talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Scott Criscola. Pete, this is going to be great. Watch. Hey, Nate Milton. <sighs>
2: Just like Rich Swan's favorite pastime of uh, this joke, this segment, this show is going up in smoke. It's not the same without Steve. There, come back, Steve.